Your Hotel Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Butler. Joined today by PD the DeMeo. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. And Melissa the Kavanaugh. Howdy ho. And Philly the Fariska. <laughs> Welcome back, all you honorary Phil against. Phil, how do you feel about being a Philly? Yeah, I prefer not to be. I've had worse nicknames. I'll say that. This is true. I think your answer should have been, nay! (laughs) (laughs) So, Phil, this is your episode, bud. What what you got for us today? Uh, I have everything you need to know about Google's meta search changes. Ooh. And there's a bunch. And we talked about it in the news last week, but we're going to be digging into it a little deeper today. Should be a short episode. Last week's episode, guys, because we had to record the addendum. Hopefully, you'll listen to the very end after the outro. We we had an addendum for some updates on our trip TripAdvisor Plus program. That episode was a whopping hour and a half. It might be one wow. of our longest regular episodes. Yeah, brutal, man, brutal. But hopefully, we didn't turn too many people off. And and obviously, the people listening to this, we didn't turn off because they're listening. So that that worked no. well. Those people saw an hour and a half time. Well, let, let's reward all of our listeners today with a a very efficient podcast that gets them all the information that they need. With with a with a smidge of tomfoolery thrown in for yeah, good yeah, measure, and a little bit of shenanigans. Okay, alrighty. So, I, I mean, you say we're going to do it efficiently, Pete. We were already off the rails a little bit, and we got chock full of different segments today. We don't we don't have one, but we have two zeroes, and and we have stats of the week. So I mean, we better just buckle up and head right on in. What do you think? I love it. All right. So what are we starting with? Let's let's start with the new zeroes, two zeroes. With hotel marketing, they cannot lose. Look at us, we got two zeroes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Pete, you you were requested to do your jingle live on Clubhouse earlier today. I thought that was pretty. I impressive. did. Yeah. And so that was not the way I typically start my morning. So I had to quickly swig my second cup of coffee and belt it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're famous everywhere in the planet, including on Clubhouse. It's amazing. <laughs> All right, so what do we got on the newsroom's docket today? We've got an article from Cody. That talks about Google adding amenities in a test in their UI in the hotel search results. So now, when you're looking at Google hotel ads in the listings, you will see a whole bunch of amenities that weren't there before. And additionally, you've got the option to add additional images that weren't there before, too. New hey, can I just ask, is that your dog? Biting it in is the background. All chewing a bone because this okay. is her bone chewing time. We we record at bone chewing time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So all our listeners, they'll they'll empathize with that because they can't be mean to dogs. They're not me, right? So yeah, they'll just have to get over it. I try to give her a quieter bone, but it's still pretty noisy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I'll when I'm not talking. Hey, we have a tolerant group that listens to this. It it'll be all right. It's not a big deal. So, guys, what do you think about this amenities thing? It's, it's something we talked about on the show before. It's something we expected was going to be happening. So, what do you think, Phil? 
I, I mean, I think it's it's great for the hotel listings. It feel more like like that 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 TripAdvisor listing where it shows you more information about the hotel than simply the price. Um, you're able to filter by amenities. Like right now in, in hotel ads, the only thing you can really filter by is whether it has free cancellation or not. So I think this offers the user a better experience at the end of the day. Um, as, as you said, I think this was expected. Um, but, you know, I think key takeaways is in your, you know, Google business profile, make sure you have all of your amenities, photos, all up to date. Um, believe that's where it's pulling from. So make sure you have all that ready to go. It, I mean, I think you're dead on. You kind of stole my answer here because it, it, it's, a, it's a solid looking layout for viewing multiple properties. I mean, when I look at global booking engines from Verbo to Airbnb to whomever, they've really mirrored that layout and they give you a ton of information and it makes it a it's not just a price tool. It is absolutely a shopping tool now. So we said it before, but Google's taking over the world. Yeah. And I still don't think it was a coincidence that some of these announcements like Google, uh, the, the organic listings in Google hotel ads and this are all getting rolled out while everyone's all up in arms about a bunch of other stuff. I don't think that's a coincidence. So they're secretly taking over the world and hoping that we don't notice. Yep. We're here to point it out, so everybody's going to notice now. <laughs> the we're whole world good fight. at us. <laughs> wow. We're like April O'Neil, man. That's, that's, we're like those yes. ro ro roving reporters that are doing good. We just need some Ninja Turtles to come in now and kick Google's butt. And we'll that's my favorite reference you've ever made, Stuart. You're welcome, man. I know you're a turtle fan. <laughs> All right. You guys want to jump on to Newsaroo number two? Yeah. You All sure right, do. So this one comes to us from Travel Weekly, and the headline is, Latest Occupancy Data Shows Hotels Making a Comeback. Really good, informa good information here. It's a, it's a short article, but the gist of it is we are starting to see really solid performance and better occupancy than at any point in the past year or so. Florida and specifically the Tampa area posted the highest level of occupancy for any market Right now, as of, I think, March 7th, they're at right at 73% occupied, which is numbers that we really haven't seen since COVID. So it's great news. And the other spots that they talked about in the article is Gatlinburg, Tennessee, our own Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, San Antonio, and Greensboro, North Carolina. So one thing I would note here is they all are very outdoor and warm climates, which you would expect for, for spring. But I think what is most important is more and more travelers are comfortable. Vaccination numbers are up and encouraging. And we're heading to the point now where hopefully the biggest problem that hotels are going to have is where they're going to find the staff for managing the property. Yeah, I think uh, just in talking to some of our, our own Florida clients, um, particularly the Panama City Beach area, they were saying that they're they're pretty full uh, for spring break. So you know, seeing people willing to travel uh, right now is, is huge. Um, I don't think it's any surprise that people are going to Florida, number one, for the weather, number two, for their relaxed mandates, I will say. Um, but 
you know, I, I think that we're, we're looking good for, for the future for travel. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think we got to be a little cautiously optimistic here, right? Because th- there are some really good signals. Um, those of you that know Robert Cole, he's someone's been around the industry a long time and he keeps this crazy spreadsheet of occupancy, ADR, you know, all, all the kind of main KPIs of the industry in looks at a rolling 52 week, rolling four week. Like he just looks at it a lot of different ways. It's, it's one of those comprehensive data sets that I know of in the industry. And he, he kind of put out some numbers this week that were interesting. So if you look at 2020, in the week ending March 14th, across the industry, and this is North America, occupancy was at 53%, ADR at $120.30, which put RevPAR at $63.74. So fast forward to the week just ending um, March 13th, so a year later, we're at occupancy at 52%, so about a point, just under a point lower, ADRs at 102, so it's about $18 lower, and RevPAR is at $53, so about 10 bucks. So definitely recovery there, but it, it's it's going to take a little bit for us to overtake where we should be, you know? So once we see four consistent weeks of an upswing, I think is when we can start to really get excited, and we've got to keep one eye really on these variants that are, are beginning to create significant problems in Europe right now. And as you know, throughout this pandemic, North America has been like, two or three weeks behind Europe in its different phases. So we've got to do everything we can to get everyone vaccinated. If you haven't gone vaccinated yet, go find a local pharmacy, get yourself on the waiting list. A lot of a lot of states are opening up to any age now. And even if they're not opened up, you can get on these waiting lists. And if they have unused inventory at the end of the day, they'll call you and you can go over there and get your vaccine. So I know a lot of people you know, in their 30s and 40s and 50s that have already gotten their vaccines. And so... Do your part, try to get yours as quickly as possible and encourage everyone else to do the same thing because the sooner we all get vaccinated and hopefully that covers us for the variants, we can all get back to business. So good promising stuff there. We also have some interesting stuff in and and guys, fight over this whether you want a jingle or some beep boops. But let's see what's going on in the stat of the week. That is not the beat boots. I can't find it anymore. I'm actually, uh, I'm throwing the competition. Hey, uh, Melissa, you want to sing your jingle? Anything would be better than that, I think. That is awful. It really is. I agree. It's the stat of the week. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. All right. Nice. So what stats do we have? Uh, this one I found on hotelnewsresource.com, and according to the Airlines Reporting Corp, there was another month-over-month increase in airline travel. Yeah, still drastically down compared to pre-pandemic numbers, as we, you know, may have anticipated. But upward trends are promising, and you know we just talked about them in the hotel industry. Well, it's happening in the airline industry as well. Uh, total passenger trips increasing by 16 percent. U.S. domestic trips up 19% and international trips up 9%. So everything's increasing for from the airline perspective. Nowhere close to where we were uh, last year uh, in January and February, but I think we all expected that. Um, my takeaway was 
you know, this this definitely doesn't suggest that we should be abandoning our uh, targeting of the drive markets at three hour range, three to six hour range around your property. But it does mean we need to keep a close eye on this because if this trends upward and, you know, next month it's 40 percent, the next month it's 60 percent increased. Um, then we start needing to make and start needing to make those strategic decisions on, you know, do we start to expand our targeting a little farther? How much do we budget for that? How far do we budget? Is it national? Is it still somewhat regional? Um, but all, all, all is good in, in the uh, upward trend news. That's great. Yeah, I think this week is the first time we've had a consistent seven straight days of more than a million plane boardings in the U.S. So obviously it's a milestone that ha has a lot of significance, and, and we hope to see that continue to grow. Good stuff. All right, let's... Let's jump into the meat, shall we? We're talking about Google hotel ads, and they just did something really silly that, I mean, they're just really generous, right? They, they've taken all our money, and they just turned around and said, you know what? Keep your money. We're going to give you stuff for free. Isn't that exactly what happened, Phil? Yeah, they're done being greedy. It's This is this is all about giving the user the best experience possible. <laughs> yeah, this is Google's COVID relief package, right? Yeah. It's not hotels. about world domination at all. Not even close. So Google is now offering uh, what used to be in the hotel price ads, Google hotel ads, however many times they changed their name. It's not just paid anymore. They are offering a free listing to any hotel with a rate feed. Um, you know, the way, the way Google <laughs> words this is, they're, they're offering a more complete set of room booking options to searchers, uh, no longer limiting themselves to just paid providers. Uh, they're, making, they're making life better for everybody. I don't know if the industry necessarily agrees with that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, think, I think this is part of Google's world domination strategy, uh, taking over the travel industry. They want every hotel to be on their platform. We've already seen them take over the review space from TripAdvisor. We talked about that, uh, I believe, last week. Um, but now they want to have that that full breadth of inventory from hotels. They want every hotel participating on on their hotel platform, on their paid ads, and and it's it's uh, I think it's it's pretty clear what Google's doing. But we'll get more into that in a bit. So should we talk about should we talk about what changed? Yeah, let's do it. Let's dig into it. We we can get into our conspiracy theories and stuff later. Let's let's talk about the specifics of what changed because we've seen a lot of headlines. As we know, most people just read the headlines, but let's be specific. We like to do that yep. on the show. The headline is hotel listings are free, but <clears throat> I think there's more to more to understand about that. So yes, Google is now offering a free organic version of Google.com/travel. Um, Users will still see the paid tools in the traditional SERP. So when you search for hotel brand name off to the right side below the knowledge graph, you're still going to see you know, multiple paid listings, uh, primarily OTAs, or if a hotel is participating in the hotel ads platform, uh, their rate could be showing there too. Um, but now when you click view more rates, it takes the searcher directly into google.com slash travel where organic listings will now be shown under paid ad slots 
under the all options. So right now, Google is showing 10 organic listings right there. Um, but there's a view more options. An unlimited number of providers can be listed there, um, depending on how many other sites have rates for a given hotel. Uh, it can, can be unlimited. So I think one of the more important takeaways here is rate providers. So if you have, uh, if you have a, a hotel ads feed, um, you can participate in the paid version, and you can also show up in the organic version. So you could have two spots on this list of hotel rates for any given hotel. But so can the OTAs and the wholesalers and everyone else. This really, this move is smart in a lot of ways from Google's perspective. But one one of the things it does is it takes Google hotel ads from a you probably should do it to a you can't can't not do it at this point. Like this is something that if you don't, every single company out there that has any kind of rate that you provide to them, they're going to be on this platform now. And so you you've got to. You, if you care about direct bookings at all, you're going to have to be giving your rates and inventory to Google somehow. Another thing, a really important thing, Melissa can attest to, that has changed is the tracking of uh, of hotel, Google, google.com slash travel. I don't even want to call it hotel ads anymore. It's what I've called it for years. It's so hard not to call it hotel ads because now there's organic versions of it. But the tracking has changed, and if you're participating in this platform, you're running ads, and you're running this organic version, you need to update your tracking within the hotel center using either a campaign ID or if ad click parameters, so you know in your analytics whether uh, a click and a booking came through the paid version or came through the organic version. Right, so I'll talk about that for just a hot minute. So. Google Analytics does understand the difference between the paid ad and the organic listing. And if somebody clicks on the organic, it will record in Google Analytics as organic. However, you have no idea that it actually came from that listing. It just it's, might as well have come from a regular keyword search. So the additional parameter tracking is what is going to help you distinguish all of that. And it magically works if it's set up correctly. So make sure that gets done. Hey, if they're struggling with that, they can just email you, Melissa. Just shoot us an email, info at fueltravel.com. We can, we can help with analytics. It's one of the things we do here. So, But it is important. Always be tracking and testing. You can't be testing without tracking. And, and I would add something to this as well. With, with GMS, which is Google Meta Search, which is, I think, what they should rename it. But... I, <laughs> I think if, if, if you have run on the platform and you're not currently running, you're probably still sharing rate. So, you know, Phil, you and I had noticed an issue with uh, one of our clients who's not running now, but had in the past and their rate was different and higher than what they, their competitors and what the OTAs were showing for that same property. And what we kind of dug into a little bit is even if you're not running on the platform and you're still sharing rate, you could be showing up in that listing. So what you don't want to have happen is OTA at one rate, OTA at one rate, and then also an official site at something way different. So, so pay attention to that because if you're sharing rate, you have the opportunity to be showing on the listing. Yeah, and, and 
realistically, you you could be you could be missing out on a lot of bookings by by not paying attention to that. Just like Pete said, you know, we know when someone's looking in that section, they are primarily looking at rate still until the test we mentioned earlier rolls out and we see all different things, photos and amenities and whatever. It'll it, rate will still be the most important thing. So just make sure that that's correct. Yeah, your rate parity game has to be strong. And if it is, you have an advantage because it does say official site right next to your listing, which no one else has or can claim. So if all things are equal from a rate perspective, you've got a good chance of getting them to click on either your paid or your organic listing right there. It does have that official site. However, both Phil and I have both noticed in every search we've done that the official site is listed dead last. <laughs> I don't know if that's just coincidence, but that literally 100% of the time it is listed dead last in the organic listings. Well, we will get into that and why that is. Because that won't be for long. Should we jump into how it works? Sure. All right. So, obviously we're talking about the ad section. You should all be familiar with Google Hotel ads at this point. Nothing within the ads section is really going to change. What we're talking about here is the organic section, which is kind of going to follow along the same lines in, in terms of rankings as the ad section does. So one thing we talked about was price accuracy. Um, the price accuracy of the feed is the most important ranking factor for both paid and organic. So having your price accuracy fall into a, either an excellent or good rating uh, will make your listing more likely to outrank your com com competitors. So there's really four that you need to be worried about price accuracy ratings. One is excellent, one is good, one is poor, and one is at risk. There's a fifth that is failed, but if you're failed, you're not going to show. So if you're failed, don't worry about it. That's terrible. Go get it fixed. Um, so a the way that Google is ranking this is, you know, all things equal, you know, rate is equal, then providers with excellent price accuracy will outrank those with good. Those with good will outrank those with poor. Poor will outrank those with at risk. So aside from that, let's assume everybody has excellent price accuracy, which you should. Given that the price accuracy of two providers is exactly the same, so everyone's at excellent. Google takes some other factors into account when determining the rankings. And much like the traditional search algorithm, we don't really have clear insight into how these are weighted, but all of them are definitely important. So factors will include rate. You know, is your is your rate on par or lower than other providers? The next is Price coverage. So price coverage is cashed prices for various check-in dates, different lengths of stay. Um, Google currently supports up to 330 days of advanced booking window and up to 30 days length of stay. So you need to make sure that your rates are accurate and available for essentially a year out and up to 30 days length of stay. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that a little bit. So basically what you're saying is that if if a property uses 
Google Meta Search in, in a way where they're only putting out certain rates at certain dates, and they're trying to, you know, only only drive it at where they need help and not comprehensively pushing out rates for all dates. There's a penalty for that. Essentially, you're not going to rank as high as say an Expedia that may have availability for every date in the future. Well, now, now, hang on one second though. Just just to be clear, Phil, if I am in the paid segment of the program, mm -hmm. how how does that impact if I have a a good rate versus someone who is organically showing excellent for price accuracy? So price price accuracy is still the most important. And then, uh, so we're looking at someone who's excellent may have a higher rate than someone who is good. They're still going to outrank. Excellent will still outrank good. This is the way that it's been described to me by the Google Hotel Ads support team. So price accuracy. So let me ask Pete's question important. another way. Does bidding in the paid affect your organic ranking? Not at all. So, but they're separate. So you have your paid listings, which would be at the top always. I right. could literally have a, a poor price accuracy, but if I'm paying, I will be in that top pack, right? Uh, not necessarily, but potentially. Uh, you have to imagine that there are more than four com competitors in for, for the paid version. So... You need to get your price accuracy better than poor. But let's, you know, for, for example's sake, let's say that there are three paid competitors, one at excellent, one at good, one at poor. Even if the poor is outbidding the excellent, excellent will still likely outrank the poor. Has a higher weighting than the, the bid amount. Correct. Because so Google's ultimately interested in get? someone going on a booking, right? So it's, it's similar to Google Ads, right, where they, they, they have a bunch of different factors that go into their quality score and that ultimately determines the, the ad auction and where you rank. Very similar to but this. But you'll never have an excellent organic listing appearing in front of a paid good listing. No. Okay. Well, I say no now because it is no right now. Um, there has, I've read a few things where Google may include like within a traditional search result page. So if someone searches a brand term, hits Google search results page, they may start including the organic within that. I would imagine if there are, you know, not enough paying, uh, providers in there, they may show some of the organic stuff within that, but right now, no. You will not see any type of organic coming into the paid section. Uh, you're, because you're paying does not mean you outrank anybody in the organic section. Those two things are separate, very much like a traditional search result. Got it. All right. Another ranking factor is the landing page experience. And just to be very, very clear, Users are going to be landing on your booking engine, so make sure your booking engine doesn't suck. The second part of this is the landing, <laughs> the landing pages need to prominently display the room and rate selected. And when they say prominently, Google states this over and over again in their support documentation of 
prominently display the room. So room and rate selected. So whatever they're clicking on in the hotel ads or this new organic section, if they've clicked on a room at a certain rate and they land on your site, that room and that rate are need they that's what they need to see right away. So the landing page needs to show that. And last but not least, the page also needs to load in a reasonable time. And you can be sure that with what they're doing in the organic search results with this page experience update, much of that is also going to apply to this landing page experience within hotel listings. And the last ranking factor that they state is click-through rate. So this is one that they, they don't say is a ranking factor in a traditional Google search result. Um, so how often are users interacting with your listing rather than your competitors' listings? This will be a ranking factor within hotels. So if, you're, if someone is clicking on the official site listing over and over and over, you are much more likely to show up within the, the top few uh, results in the organic section. Great. That last one's good because, like I said, if you've got official site, you're, you're likely to have the advantage, right, in terms of the click-through rate being higher. Given that your rate Assuming your rate is the same, yeah, or better. All right. So I think you're all wondering, what do you need to be doing right now? Well, do you, can you answer the question that Melissa kind of posed right. earlier about why the why some of these organic um, why some of the brand ones are at the bottom of the organic? Is it because um, like their rate suck? The rate check match sucks. It's either a price accuracy issue, which is the most likely scenario. Uh, price accuracy for the individual hotel rate feeds needs to be better than. I mean, we know that OTAs have been putting a lot of work into this platform and their price accuracy is very, very likely excellent at all times. So that's number one. Um, number and two, then sucky I, booking engine, probably. Sucky booking engine, definitely. The landing page experience definitely has something to do with that. Um, and I think lastly is a lot of these uh, players are new to the game. And that click-through rate factor is is clearly a big one because this just started, uh, what, nine or ten days ago from when we're recording, and they likely don't have very many click-throughs because uh, they're they're just started showing rates within this organic section, whereas um, the the OTAs that are showing above them have likely been participating um, from from the jump. They probably already have better click-through rates. I, I, I think that's why we're seeing that, but I anticipate that changing soon. I mean, I've seen, to be honest, I've seen a couple that weren't dead last, um, but for the majority, they've been dead last. They, they just need to upgrade to Fuel's booking engine. That's all they need to do. And you also so, wonder, yeah. that is that, the, is that Google's plan? They just opened up a massive market for new customers on the platform, and nothing's better than showing a case study of, hey, you were dead last, and you made X amount of money on the platform. Don't you want to start bidding and make even more? Wow, that's oh, quite we'll a get conspiracy there. theory. 
Dun, dun, dun. All right. Did I answer your question, Melissa? Yes. Yes, you All did. Right. Cool. All right. So let's go. Let's move on to the next section. What do you need to do right now as the hotelier? So if you're already an existing booking partner with a Hotel Center account, meaning you've already participated in Google Hotel Ads at some point, your listings are already eligible to show in the organic section. You likely are already showing, and you should go check and see how many clicks you're getting from that. Um, but I think secondly, we want, we want to go back to that uh, original statement about tracking. If you're already participating, you need to ensure your tracking is updated within the hotel center to ensure you see the difference between ad clicks and free clicks. If you're not participating in Google Hotel Ads yet, shame on you, but now is the time to jump in. Uh, ensure your business profile is on Google, verified, again, if your Google My Business profile isn't claimed and verified by now, shame on you, but go get on that so you can participate in this. Um, Google has to match your property with the rate feed provided. So you need a verified listing. You need to make sure all of your information in your Google My Business profile is correct. Secondly, you need to get a rate feed if you don't already have one. There's plenty of providers out there with integrations to Google Hotel Center and your PMS. Um, I'm sure you can find one. If you want some help with that, please contact us. We'll likely be able to help you. And if we can't help you, we will help you find someone who can. Yeah, we, we have some connections here. I mean, we do offer this as a service. We, we have some, some partnerships and integrations with PMSs, or we can do it through your CRS if you're using one of the big CRSs. Or if you're just a small property and you don't have a, you know, a real-time integration to any third-party system, there are allotment-based versions that can get you on this platform where you basically allocate inventory. So we can help you with that as well. So just if you need help getting on these platforms, which you have to have to have to get on these platforms if you don't want to lose out to third parties, then just give us a shout. Info at fueltravel.com. We can, we can point you in the right direction. All right. Last thing you need to do right now is ensure your rates are competitive. Don't be giving OTAs lower rates than you're providing yourself. Understand that someone viewing an organic listing on google.com slash travel, they're, they're already looking to stay at your hotel. They've, they've clicked into your hotel to see all the rates available for it. So they're comparing prices at this point. Make sure your rates are the same or lower than the OTAs. Those OTAs are also competing from your guest. Don't just give it away because your rate is $3 higher than what you're letting the OTAs put out there. All right, I'm I'm about to get turned into an angry elf on this next section. Was that Pete or was that Phil? That's I'm looking me. At the show I know why. That was Pete, right? Why. That looks like a Pete thing. That's completely me. Okay, so for the audience listening at home, they have no idea what we're talking about. One of my my beefs is when we have lists and they're not numbered. Uh, they just put bullets instead of numbers. I always tell them off and. So we've got one here. So let's let's go through this ordered list, shall we? In in order. So this is <laughs> how might this change in the future? Number one 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 one. So number one of how this might change in the future, and we kind of alluded to this. It's very possible that the inclusion of more more listings here will increase the competition within the ad section. So non 
hotels that are not participating currently <clears throat> will jump in and participate in this free version. They're going to see what they were missing out on, and they're likely going to try to buy into the top positions. So competition within that top four, it's it will increase very likely, and it'll very likely cost you a little bit more than it has in the past. Yeah, and that's this, that's ultimately why they're doing this, right? Is that they want to expand the program. They they recognize there are a lot of properties that haven't jumped on yet, and they they want to give people real incentive to be on the ad platform. They're not doing this just out of the goodness of their heart. They want well, to take about, market share. What about all those little aggregators and OTAs and wholesalers that you've never heard of in your entire life that are showing up in there now? There yeah. are so they many. They make me angry. Well, that's the reason you have to do it as a, as a property, right? Because otherwise you're just really hemorrhaging third-party bookings at this point because you've got given your rates to a couple of wholesalers who would then resold them to a bunch of other wholesalers who, you know, you know how it goes. So, I mean, you may want to think as you're negotiating contracts with people, depending on how much clout you have, do you want to tell them they can't participate in this with your property? It, it could be an option for you because it's, it's certainly not in your advantage, but it's a reason you have to be on it. Well, I think I think the one thing that, that that the hotel has over everybody is the official site tag, and the only people that are the only other sites, on the other providers that that really compete with that are the very well known ones. Your your Booking dot com, your Expedia, um, some of these other little providers. I don't know about you guys, but I'm I don't care if if the rate's the same. I definitely don't care if the rate's even a a couple dollars cheaper on some of these other little aggregator sites, I'm not going to go give my money to a Moby trip or something like that, that I hadn't heard of until this week. Yeah, it's tough, right? It depends because people make mistakes and they give out, you know, maybe a package wholesale rate that gets sold as a non-package and it's hard to wrangle all that in. So I've seen cases where, you know, the, the, the room night rate is like $50 less than on the, OTAs yeah. on your on your website, so that's where you're going to get in trouble. Well, I mean, this is an, this is super frustrating for me because we have have clients who are running both the paid campaign, just PPC, and uh, Google Hotel Ads campaign, and it, it's forcing hotels to have to allocate a ton of budget to just making sure that they're there. So, in, in one example, you know. Uh, our hotel is doing a phenomenal job in the paid listings, making sure that they're there for their brand. But they would have to have such a massive budget to make sure that they're always now showing up for the the Google Hotel ad side as well. So it, it just ties up a ton of budget, and it does force hotels and OTAs to have to just dump a ton of money into the program to make sure that you're showing up in both places. Well, and that was for lucky for Google. I mean, I'm sure yeah, they didn't it, think about that at all. And, and for non-very savvy hotel owners, when you're looking at it, you're like, okay, I'm paying to be at the top position, but there's two, there's multiple positions now I have to pay to be in. And it's tying up a lot of budget because even if you're not necessarily going to be getting those clicks, you got to allocate the budget for it on a d daily basis. Yeah, it's oh, a challenge, man. And, and keep in mind that the organic doesn't, they're not correlated, right? So you, you can be on the organic without being on the paid. But you, your point is well taken that there's so much competition there now, and most consumers aren't going to care that some are paid and some are organic. 
in you know the OTA is going to show up twice, so they're going to have two swipes at the guest. You've also got now got all these weird Bobo sites that are going to be on there too. You you really have to be on the organic, but you sort of have to be on the paid as well, more aggressively. So I would anticipate for our clients, their Google ad spend, Google hotel ad spend is going to increase this year. And and there's also, I mean, we can get into this on a different podcast, but there are multiple ways to bid for uh, the the paid side. There's there's commission based bidding. There's um, a manual CPC. There's an enhanced CPC. Um, book on Google options now. There are there are many ways to to participate in the paid side. Um, and you have to figure out what's right for you and what's right for your budget, because you know the OTA is is dealing with a you know, a different set than you are. It's if you're if you're running on commission, you it's hard to budget for you know what what you're going to be shelling out for that commission. Uh, it could be you know it could be thousands and thousands of dollars. It could be fifty bucks, uh, depending on how often you're showing. So um, that that's that's a whole other podcast I think is that's you know us rehashing the the paid side of this yeah and and I think on in along those lines you know Google's end game they've continuously been getting further and further down into the um, into the value chain in this the actual supply chain of this space right and they've done it in other industries already and so they ultimately want to control the transaction completely, which is why they've come out with things like Book on Google. It isn't a stretch to believe now that they're really put doing this mass push to get the majority of the inventory into their system that they create a very streamlined, frictionless booking engine that can now sit on your own website and maybe claim a small price for that or even give it to you so that you do more AdWords or, or Google hotel ads or something. But this is this is... I mean, I can't understate this enough. Google wants to control the supply to your business, period. They want you that, to operate your business, but they want to control the supply to your business, 100%. And, and that goes into our next one, number B. B, 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 I don't, know, I don't know that it's an official announcement, but in some of the quotes that we've seen around the announcement of the free version of this, the hotel listings, um, they've stated that they're going to create a web interface for hotels uh, to d- directly provide rates and availability into the system, so bypassing some of the providers. We not, have no timeline too, on not, Yeah, that's a scary one, right? At what point do they create something akin to a small PMS for small properties? And your entire and operations is run through Google. That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's to the point where I'm accepting that this was likely going to happen within the next few years. But scary. I think does, that does anyone else be- begin to think that Google's the great basilisk and we just all need to hail Google now before it's too late? Like saying that. What? Someone's going to Google that story and then it's just going to spread. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if it's true. Maybe I should be telling everyone, otherwise I fall foul to the, the great basilisk when it comes out to be Google. 
All right. I think I think that leads us into the last what might change the, in the future number. The third number. Yeah. Number. Yellow. 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 Hey, hey, you guys know something? What? what? That's based on Roy G. Biv. Oh. It's not just yellow for a random number. Uh, random number. <laughs> it's it's yellow because it's R O Y. Why is the third third color? Gotcha. And B is the second letter, so you're you're being it consistent. Is, it is. Yeah, I was gonna do it in Kelvin to really make you crazy, but I didn't. <laughs> Weird, as I was thinking about Roy G. Biv this morning, and. I was wondering, does everybody know what that acronym is? And the fact that you just brought it up creeped me out. <laughs> it's more North American thing, I'll be honest. In England, we used to learn um, what was it, a mnemonic. It was Richard of York gave battle in vain. That was how we did it. In wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you people also say Z instead of Z, so whatever. Yeah, it's not like we invented the language. Yeah, carry on with yellow. All right, sorry. Number yellow. All right. <clears throat> I think and this is speculation, but I think you would all agree with me, Google's likely going to provide the option to combine flights and accommodations in the near future because they already have a stranglehold on flights. Now they're grabbing it on hotels. Um, You can can pretty much expect that vacation rentals at some point are going to be lumped in with this. Combining flights and accommodations... They already have all of the area information they could ever need. They're creating, and we've all seen it for a long time now, but it's more apparent now than ever. Heard that. Now more than ever. Um, it, I, I think that this is inevitable. It's coming. And everyone will live within the Google ecosystem sooner than later. Oh, hail Google, the great basilisk. There's no turning back at this point. We just we need to just embrace this. There's nothing we can do. The train has left the station. False. You can collect first party data and then reach out to your past guests and not have them even go to Google. Yeah. I mean we did a whole episode on the fact that Google was gonna destroy the world, right? And in they're proving us. It was. It was actually, it was about a year ago because I presented on that very topic uh, at Navigate in 2020, which was literally, we, I came back from that. Um, and then Pete and I took a little trip to LA and we came back and that's when the quarantine happened. So it was, it was about a year ago that we did that episode. And uh, yeah, I mean, the advice is still the same. You, you have a massive advantage over every other online distribution site, which is you host the guest. You have the relationship with the guest. The guest experience happens at your hotel. Until Google goes and buys your hotel, that's your ace in the hole. That's the differentiator that you have over them. So don't get over-reliant on any one channel. Continue to distribute your rates across multiple channels and have a healthy direct booking funnel by engaging your guests, by collecting first-party data, making sure that guests come back, making sure they understand the value of booking direct because you offer value and you also tell them that you offer value if you do those things you're, you're going to survive a little longer than some but and it's still inevitable you're going to get eaten up by google at some point just how long depends on how much you embrace first party data in you know focusing on your direct bookings now i feel like there's so so many reasons that you need to be collecting first party data and in in terms of Google taking over the world and and losing third-party cookies and 
just the success we've seen from outreach to your past guests over and people interested in your brand in the past it's 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 dumb to not collect this data and use it wisely yeah yeah it's, i mean it's the best roi of any investment you can make is is a hotel especially independent hotels it gets a little trickier as a, as a flag right because you're, you're limited in what you can do with the data and what data you collect but if you're an independent hotel you need to really have 2021 needs to be the year you really put a lot of focus into your first party data strategy into your crm strategy and overall into your guest communication engagement strategy if you, if you can really focus on that you're going to be doing better than the average bear you heard it here first so any, anything else you want to share? You have some resources, some follow-ups that people can I, look at. I do. In this they're going to be in the they're going to be in the show notes. <clears throat> so I have a few Google resources in here. Um, if you're interested in getting on this platform, it means you're not already on it, and shame on you. Uh, then uh, Google put out some best practices for free booking links. A lot of it we've already covered in this episode. So if you listened. Maybe not for you. Uh, and then, again, if you are interested in this and you'd like an integration partner to help you with getting a rate feed set up and you know, getting becoming a part of this organic listing and the paid side of it, uh, I have a list of hotel ads integration partners there. Uh, again, if you have any questions about this, just email us, info at Fuel Travel, and we'll, we'll direct you in the... In the right way. We'll direct you in the right direction. I like it. Direct you in the right direction. All right. So, yeah, fueltravel.com slash podcast. Click on episode 181. We'll have those links right there. But like Phil said, info at fueltravel.com. If you're interested in getting on MetaSearch, you don't know how, large and small, any size property, we can either service you ourselves or we can refer you to one of our partners that can, can handle the smaller properties as well. So just let us know, info at fueltravel.com. Good stuff, Phil. I feel like that was comprehensive. I think we, we know a little bit more about Google now than we did uh, 50 minutes ago. Good job. It's a short episode, LOL. It is. Well, we're not done yet. Well, we keep in got... mind, though, now our new benchmark is an hour and a half. <laughs> this is true. So this is a short episode, unless you want to drone <laughs> on for another 40 minutes. Um, so we do have some housekeeping. So, so Pete. Yeah. I don't want us to get caught up in cancel culture. So we're going to play this one straight, okay? We're not, right. not going to do any accents on this one. So as you know, we could do it with Italy because you're Italian, right? We can do it with British because I'm British. But this one comes from one of our listeners in Mexico because we found a few weeks ago that there's different iTunes reviews for different countries. So we've been kind of mining some of those and bringing them out and reading them out on the show. So if you want to leave a review, you could do that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. But we have a new review that came from one of our friends, one of our fuel fueligans in Mexico. So, Pete, you want to not attempt any kind of accent and just, just read this one out? Okay. You're completely fine there. So this is okay. from Antica, and I apologize. This has been a little while since you posted this review. It's been a few months. But he says, awesome content. I really like listening to, to you. A great variety of accents and key insights about the hospitality industry – I'm a concierge in a high-end resort in Mexico. Greetings. Well, greetings back to you. I appreciate you listening to us, and hopefully we're spreading some good information. Pete, you assumed that was a male. 
That is true. I did. Yes, yeah, so you should say they. That's that's you're gonna get us canceled, Pete. So that was great. If you want to leave a review, please do it. We'll read it out in the show. If if you want to put in your pronoun there, so Pete doesn't mess it up, that's fine too. So, but if you don't care, we'll just guess, and that's fine too. So, we're all about inclusion of everyone, regardless. So there. Hey, Melissa. Talking of hey, trying Stuart. not to offend people, do you want do you, do you say you had a joke, but you're not sure if it's safe for for the ears? I I did say that. Okay, so. When you think it's not safe, it's probably not safe. So so here's what we'll do. We'll do the sign-off. Then we'll do the outro. Then for the secret bit at the end, depending on how offensive it is, you can you can tell the joke. If it's too offensive to broadcast, we won't. We'll put something else there. Pete can come up with a dad joke. But if or, it is about, sort of... If you get offended, stop now. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Trigger warning, right? So if, if, you, if you do get offended, don't listen after the outro. And, and then you'll be okay. Depending, I mean, there's there's offensive and there's you know offensive. So depending on the mildness or severity, we, we may or may not play Melissa's joke, but we'll have a joke after the outro. How about that? That's fair, right? Fair enough. Melissa's, Melissa's quiet. All right, cool. So uh, Pete, people want to find more about, about you or chit chat with you. Where can they do that? Well, they can do that on one of two places: either LinkedIn or Clubhouse. On both platforms, I'm at Pete DeMeo, P-E-T-E-D-I-M-A-I-O. And Phil? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Phil Fariska. It's F-O-R-I-S-K-A. And I'm on Clubhouse occasionally, too. And Melissa, that is false, by the way. You're never on Clubhouse. <laughs> I am on LinkedIn and Clubhouse at Melissa Cavanaugh, K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H. Find me in the runner's lounge. I'm there a lot. <laughs> Sometimes she's even running and she's got like cars on in the background when she's talking. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, and, and Melissa, you have no right to make fun of me for my uh, fancy, expensive headlight. It is amazing. Oh. And I've been using the heck out of it. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. What, what lumens does it have? It's on your $8 headlight. What's that? How many lumens? Twelve hundred. That's pretty bright. That's, that's on the high setting. So usually I run like on the second or third, which is only a couple hundred. You nerd! You knew that right off the bat. Like, <laughs> Absolutely, I'm I'm wearing it right now. That was that was I'm one of his filters right when he bought it. Anything under a thousand lumens is just not adequate for my running. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can find me. Uh, both on Clubhouse and LinkedIn at Stuart Butler. That's S-T-U-A-R-T. You can find us collectively everywhere at Fuel Travel. Uh, you also can catch me on, on a couple of regular Clubhouse sessions. So under the Hospitality Marketing Club, go join that. It's open to anyone. Um, so if you just search in Clubhouse for hospi- or ho- Hospitality Marketing, you'll see a club called Hospitality Marketing. Join that. And it's run by Lauren Gray and uh I do an 8 a.m. session some days a week with Ed St. Ange, um, usually during the week, and that's 8 a.m. Eastern, and it's just general hospitality chit-chat. And then noon Eastern, Lauren hosts a room that I'm sometimes in as well, and that's usually topic-based, so we've covered everything from um, chatbots and CRM and all kinds, but it typically meanders. So just drop in, say hey, say you're a fueligan, you listen to the show, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. So hop on over to Clubhouse and do that. And again, we've, if you need an invite, we had a few handful of folks from last episode, actually two episodes ago, reach out to us and say, 
hey, send me an invite. So we've done that to a couple of folks already. So I think we've got two or three more left um, at least. So go ahead and holler if you want an invite to Clubhouse, info at fueltravel.com. And uh, again, notes today's show, fueltravel.com slash podcast. Click on episode 181. And until next time, you have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I want to hear Melissa's joke. Shut up. Okay. All right. A priest, a pastor, and a rabbit entered a clinic to donate blood. The nurse asked the rabbit, what's your blood type? I'm probably a typo, said the rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing offensive about that. No, that's not offensive. Especially because you're Jewish. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, you're the one who gets to say it. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're Jewish. I used to be Catholic. Now I'm uh, uh, Lutheran. So now you have all of the those religions covered. So you're in good. Yeah, I have a dad joke, but it's not as good as that one. <laughs> okay. I asked my dad why he decided to buy a boat. He said there was a sale. <laughs> <laughs> I got the best.